0: I'm sorry, I can't hear you over the wonderful sounds of nature.
1: You're listening to The Wrestling Life on iTunes, SoundCloud, and at obpapparel.com. Hey everybody, it's The Wrestling Life, it's episode 217, it is November 21, 2019, I'm Ethan. And I'm Liam. Liam, I'm not sure if we have so much to talk about this week.
2: Uh, Not sure if we do either, but as always, there are so many things that we can't talk about.
1: Let's start with, uh, we're cancelling Jim Cornette. (laughs) Uh, Finally. Like, it took way too long. For this to happen, right? I mean, yeah. I feel like I heard this guy make a rape joke in an interview like five years ago, and I thought, well, that should that should be the end of Jim Cornette, and uh, nothing ever happened.
2: Well, I'm sure he'll he'll have his 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 little podcast followers forever. If anything, this probably makes them like him more. But yeah, uh, uh, any company that wants to be treated like a serious company and that potentially wants to get their show on television. Uh, yeah. I I can't imagine any serious company employing him uh, anymore and uh, good riddance. He's not a good person and we have years and years of evidence to, uh, to back up that statement. So I hope this is the last time we ever have to talk about Jim Cornette
1: on our podcast. It's also worth pointing out at this point that Billy Corgan, uh, there's evidence that suggests that maybe he's not a good person either. And if you, if you want to do a deep dive on this show and go back to, like, I don't know, it's an episode somewhere in the 20s, i give you my thoughts on Dave Logano, who's working there right <laughs> now. And he's a piece of garbage. <laughs> so. He is.
2: It turns <laughs> out, yeah, he likes to uh, retweet, like, uh, weird race science, like, eugenic stuff sometimes. And yep. uh, and uh, yeah, Billy Corgan's big Infowars guy. Buddies with uh, with old Alex Jones, uh, man, probably most famous for accusing the parents of dead children as being actors. Uh, yeah, which you may which you may have heard of uh, through Ronda Rousey's Twitter feed at some <laughs> point. But anyway, you there's know, a lot of bad people in wrestling, as it turns out.
1: You know, I think the Infowars people. Um, are maybe most responsible for this post-truth society that we live in where if you want to argue like there there is there are no sets of facts that anyone agrees on and you can present factually accurate arguments to someone and they will just choose to believe their own set of beliefs versus whatever the facts are like I feel like InfoWars is pretty responsible for that
2: yeah that's uh that's certainly part of them I think they I think Breitbart I think a lot of the very right-wing news news sites uh share a lot of that blame I think major networks some of which WWE is currently in business with have uh, played a part in that as well um news media as a whole has, has not helped thing even the more quote unquote moderate or, or centrist leaning networks. I think by treating news as sort of a, a sport and treating everything as a round table where you bring two people on and treat their uh, uh, treat, what they're saying as equally valid, no matter if one person is blatantly lying or not. Uh, that's done a lot of damage to our, to our, uh, to our society. And we do in fact live in a society. So, uh, yeah, it's 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 a mess, and <laughs> this is kind of a weird rabbit hole. But uh, it is worth pointing out that even with Cornette gone, um, there's still some some very bad people in charge of that NWA show, and I think that's evidenced in the fact that they, someone in charge, had to have heard Cornette say that, and they thought it was fine and left it in the broadcast. And the episode was only pulled after people complained. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's gross and a mess. And uh, you know, I already wasn't watching NWA Power <laughs> for the reason that the show doesn't interest me. But uh, yeah, the, consider me consider me uh, doubling down on that decision from here.
0: I would
1: say, in addition to all of that, they also uh, played an Austin Idol vignette that was basically a 60-second date rape joke uh, on their show about two weeks ago. And, yeah, I think I was pretty much done with it at that point. I mean, I, mm. I've, n- I've not watched more than 60 seconds of the show anyway because life is too short. Sure. <laughs> but but uh, I was done at that point already. And uh, now hopefully maybe we can finally be done with James E. Cornette. Fingers crossed. All right, uh, CM Punk was on WWE Backstage this week. He gave an interview. He caused a firestorm on Twitter that ended up with WWE and AEW people beefing at each other on Twitter. I thought Tony Khan had a pretty good line in there about, you know, when he kind of slapped Randy Orton down. That was nice. Yes. but um, I Charlotte for...
2: uh rolling her eyes at... Randy Orton's use of the or Tony Khan uh, bringing up Randy Orton's use of the N word. Um,
1: I think she was responding to Brandy. Uh, (laughs) I think there might there might be some uh, there might be some history there. But
2: you Google uh, Charlotte Flair and like racial epithets, uh, you might get a couple results.
1: Seriously?
2: Yeah. Well. She oh. was, at the very least, accused, and I believe at some point slapped with a lawsuit over potentially shouting uh, racial slurs at a police officer.
1: Alright, well, we're just canceling everyone this week. Yeah,
2: <laughs> a lot of bad people in wrestling. Chris Jericho had uh, the president's dumbest son on his podcast the other week, too. <laughs>
1: I like that in all like all of the parodies, they're like, Eric's the one that eats glue, and, mm-hmm. and, yet, and yet there's, he never says anything publicly, and there's another one running around who doesn't know how to groom his beard. <laughs> yeah, and
2: Don Jr. is also like, he's basically, you remember when Shawn Michaels dressed up as Shane, as Shane McMahon, and he ran around shouting, look at me, Dad, look at me, Dad? Yes. That's what I think when I see Don Jr., a lot of similarities between Don Jr. and Shane McMahon now that I think about it. <laughs> anyway.
1: Anyway, CM Punk was on television this week. I guess I saw GIFs of this interview uh, and uh, read a transcript of it, but I have not seen the show yet because, again, life is too short. I don't I for one don't believe that CM Punk has not been keeping tabs on wrestling for the last five years. I know he claims that he's been trying to catch up uh <laughs> like in the last week on the last five years of wrestling history or uh specifically WWE history. I don't believe that. I don't believe him for a second on that. Um and I don't know. I just <sighs> he's gonna wrestle. He's gonna wrestle at some point none of this matters and i think actually for once kind of wrestling uh fandom as a whole is kind of is kind of on the same page with me on this in that <laughs> this is this is not really made a ripple and everybody thinks he's going to wrestle again and nobody really cares is that accurate
2: yeah i mean if he shows up on on raw sure that's interesting and uh uh, potentially exciting depending on who we'd be paired with but yeah who, who cares like the other thing too is like their 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 marketing is oh he's the edgy commentator he's he's you know oh we never know what he might say it's like he talked about how the baron corbin segment on smackdown sucked like that was his big edgy thing that he talked about and said seth rollins should stop tweeting like <laughs> first of all he will never log off. <laughs> and I that's the only thing I respect Seth Rollins for is his blatant refusal to ever, ever log off. But anyway, um, yeah, I I there was nothing like exciting in there. He didn't mention AEW, he didn't mention, I don't know, ACH or Saudi Arabia or anything. Like, so this it's gonna be like this WWE branded edgy like Corey Graves podcast where they can be like, you know, I don't really like this Lana and Rusev angle. And then, you know, Renee Young and Booker T and page will act like he just, he said something so shocking. It's like, no, he's just like, this is so safe and boring. And it's, like shows like this and all, all these shows that are on FS1 or ESPN, like they're designed for soundbite. So I don't think the television viewership and that kind of stuff matters. They're designed to be shared on It's, you know, you're trying to get a 30 second clip that you can put on Twitter and YouTube and whatever and get a bunch of hits off of none of this. As you pointed out, though, none of this matters. It's not drawing any more eyeballs to say Survivor Series. Um, Yeah, maybe if he comes back and wrestles, it'll be interesting. But right now, it's just he's just a guy on a on a show doing a very safe, you know, putting out the coldest hot takes imaginable. (laughs)
1: a little bit why it's it's a little bit surprising to me that i mean i think on some level he needs the money is is my my hot take on all this you know what i mean like why why would you do this if you didn't need the money
2: i uh, yeah i don't I, I i don't have a lot i don't have a, an answer for you i guess the the minor league MMA announcing gigs aren't, aren't paying as well as I'm sure this, you know, thir- 30 minutes a week on Fox or whatever is. So, Hey, you know, look, I'm not, I don't begrudge the man for getting paid. I just like, it's, I, I don't know. I don't know if anyone, like you said, I think most people kind of expected this is what we were going to get. right But, so I don't think, I don't really think anyone's disappointed, but at the same time, I, it's it's just he's one of many voices. He's a more interesting talking head for this show than most of their other than Christian or Paige. <laughs> but um, I like I don't there's there's nothing there that that's gonna make you want to watch every week. And like I said, these shows are kind of designed for just trying to get a thirty second soundbite you can throw up on social media anyway. So uh, yeah. <laughs> I guess we can all look forward to checking out what he said Wednesday mornings after the show <laughs> airs because none of us appear to be watching it live.
1: Yeah, that's true. It's I DVR it, but uh, I've I've yet to watch an episode on DVR. So I <laughs> I watched a couple of the ones that were on after baseball, um, but uh, since it started airing weekly, no, 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 no. All right, SmackDown was. Um, I don't know, I had that one disaster segment at the beginning with the uh, with the Roman Reigns mascot. Mm-hmm. Um, did you catch the show? What did you think?
2: No, I didn't watch the show. And oh, all I, right. I haven't haven't watched any WWE, with the exception of par- parts of uh, NXT from this past Wednesday night, uh, all week. And I've obviously seen clips or GIFs of the segments that everyone's kind of been ranting and raving about all week, but uh, I guess uh, you tell me about it, because all I've seen, like I said, are, are some some GIFs and a couple of clips here and there.
1: Well, I mean, it's going to lead to an awesome segment down the road where uh, Baron Corbin brings out this Roman Reigns mascot in a dog costume wearing a chest protector, and then the mascot takes its head off and it's Roman Reigns in the, in the costume. Like, that's going to be an awesome reveal. <laughs> sure, but we have we we have to set the stage with a really terrible segment with Baron Corbin and Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode, uh, fake laughing, and uh, Corey Graves and Michael Cole fake laughing on commentary. So, is, uh,
2: why, why is why is Baron Corbin a king?
1: I don't have an answer for you. I don't know what like, you know.
2: this never like like occasionally making somebody a King is like enhances their character. Like I think you could say it enhanced the Randy Savage character at a time where he had like already done his program with Hogan and didn't have much else to do. Um, But it's like when you give it to a guy like Corbin or Seamus, all it is is like he cuts the exact same promo, but now he has to shove in like a bunch of ham fisted King references. And like refer to the audience as his subjects. And it's like you're just like the King of the Ring thing could theoretically be something for somebody. And generally in like the last 15 years to 20 years, it's much more of a hindrance than it is a help to whoever ends up winning.
1: So let me get this straight. You're explaining that WWE creative is stale and that maybe King of the Ring is a bad idea.
2: Well it's not inherently a bad idea. It's just a bad idea to give it to somebody like Baron Corbin was like a biker and then he was like a mater D or something, and then he was a general manager and now now he's a king, but he still wrestles in like a suit or like a button up shirt
1: and slacks. No, he's uh he's got gear again. Uh, oh, does he? Yeah. He's uh <laughs> Yeah, it's more, it's more bikery. uh, So so he's a biker king? Uh, Yeah, it's bad, man. I don't know. Like, I'm not, I'm not apologizing for it. I'm just saying, yeah, it's, it's bad. And the concept is stale, but like, that's like 90% of the company, right? I mean.
2: Yeah, I just. I mean, yeah, it's just one of, one of a trillion examples of them. Like, like, I don't, I think Corbin, I think we've talked about this before. Corbin. Is a fine mid card act, and he is constantly being pushed above the level that he should be slotted. And I don't even think he's like a terrible promo or anything, but like you're actively doing a bunch of things to make him worse and less entertaining <laughs> by pushing him above the level he should be slotted, and by giving him this stupid king gimmick. It's like I don't, I whatever. Ugh, it's just it's just terrible, and they keep doing this thing. I think I talked about it last week where they know they don't have any real heels. So they just smush three mid carters together and hope that makes one real heel. And it just, it just sucks. This, this it's just, this part of the year is always bad, but like, <laughs> man, it's, it's depressing even just seeing like clips of these shows right now.
1: Yeah, that's correct. That's correct. This part of the year is bad. Uh, people fighting, wearing different color t-shirts fighting for brand <laughs> supremacy. We talk about about brand supremacy four weeks a year, and no one mentions it the other 48 weeks a year, and no one cares, and no one buys it, and um, the entire bill for Survivor Series is bad, and they freshened it up a little bit with an NXT invasion this year, but it was good for about two weeks, and then it got uh, it WWE-ified, and uh, now, thankfully, we're reaching the end of this uh, battle for brand supremacy. Uh, Monday Night Raw was, I don't know, I thought it was better than a lot of the shows have been for the last couple of months. But mm. uh, I wouldn't call it good. There was a good match between Kevin Owens and Drew McIntyre, it didn't have a finish. There was an okay match between Seth Rollins and Andrade that had the Lucha House Party run in <laughs> naturally, as you know, as the prophecy foretold. Sure. Uh, so, like, there was good wrestling, but bad finishes. Um, a lot of that this week. I don't know. That's all I got from uh, WWE television this week. Survivor Series is coming up. Bunch of NXT versus Raw versus SmackDown matches. A Brock Lesnar, Rey Mysterio, No Hold, Bard match. Um, I don't know. Are you excited for Survivor Series? Uh, I am not.
2: Uh, I am also not. Uh, with a lot of these shows, it, I'm sure there will be good wrestling on it, as we often say when we're previewing WWE shows.
1: I'm, I'm not sure um, there's going to
2: be good wrestling on it. <laughs> I, think, I think Roderick Strong will work really hard, and the two old men he's in there with will do their best, and they'll have a good match. And I mean, it's it's hard to mess up those big multi man matches just because you just tag in and out and everybody does their signature moves and then tags out or gets pinned and you move on to the next signature move. So but the show is going to be nine hours long. Um, And yes, there's I I I would say I am most looking forward to Brock versus Ray because those two guys are both really awesome wrestlers. And in general, I've really enjoyed the story that they have told with those guys. And I would really like to see Rey Mysterio win the WWE Championship. Um, I don't necessarily think that's what's going to happen, but he's cut really great promos and he's fighting for the honor of his son and I guess his friend, Kane Velasquez, who lost in two minutes and was never seen again. And, <laughs> and, uh. Yeah, I would really like to see Ray win win the title here. And also because like I don't really I I like Brock Lesnar a lot as a character and as a talent, but never once in the last 5 years that he's been champion for most of has him holding the belt, made the belt mean anything more. So just put the belt on somebody that's going to be on the show every week so all of the top guys at least have something to do because there's nothing worse than a December Raw where all the main adventurers are just kind of standing around having matches for nothing because they have no title to wrestle for. So just put the belt on right, please.
1: <laughs> I don't, th- I don't disagree with you, but I think <laughs> that's what the majority of, sh- of raw of Ra is. This guy's the champions never on the show. So it's a bunch of guys having matches for no reason. <laughs> like...
2: Yeah, but at least, you know, I mean, at least theoretically, if it was, like, a, full, a full-timer full has the belt, uh, then, like, I don't know. Do the open challenge gimmick. I mean, that's lazy, but at least it's something on television with your world champion. Or, I don't know, start doing – start – do anything. Do anything, but it's, like, it's always awkward when, like, guys who are at the level of, say, Seth Rollins have to either – Wrestle for nothing, or like downgrade themselves to like the U.S. title because the world titles on hiatus until the Royal Rumble.
1: What if we do a reverse battle royal, <laughs> <laughs> where twelve guys start outside the ring, mm. <laughs> and then you fight to get in the anyway. You're uh, a madman. Your boy Danny Bryan is wrestling Bray Wyatt for the uh, whichever the blue the blue title. The Blue (laughs)
2: Universal Championship.
1: Yes. The Bluth Family Championship uh, this coming Sunday. are you excited to see Daniel Bryan get a match. Do you think he's going elsewhere when his contract ends? (laughs) What's up?
2: God, I hope so. But he could have, right? He could have gone and he could have already been elsewhere. Obviously, AEW didn't really exist at that point. Obviously, the all-in show was happening like a few days before his contract expired. Uh, So maybe... Me, but I think also I mean his his wife still has like a reality show with the comp that's the company is involved with and that he's a part of and i just I just feel like if he was gonna leave he would have left it uh, you know in in uh, twenty at the, at the at the end of 2018 and he didn't so i i just i don't think he's gonna i don't think he's gonna leave and I think if anyone on this roster is going to get a good match out of Bray Wyatt, it's Daniel Bryan, because I think historically he's the only man who's ever gotten a good <laughs> match out of Bray Wyatt. So, uh, yeah, good luck. They're going to be bright red lights. Did you, I don't know if you saw it. Someone posted a photo from, like, in the, like the, the cheap seats of the Raw dark match where The Fiend was there. Maybe yeah. it was the SmackDown dark match. And you literally cannot see a thing. And yes. I laughed and I laughed and I laughed because these, it's not even for TV. They just do it because they hate their fans. They <laughs> hate their most loyal paying customers and they don't want them to have a good time. That's the only solution I could come to looking at that picture.
1: Yeah. You're not going to get an argument for me there. Uh, let's see. AEW this week. I thought was a better show than last week. Uh, they've set up some fun things for uh, Thanksgiving next week. I thought that they were going to do uh, War Games on Thanksgiving, just because it feels very uh, crockety. Yes. But uh, Cody, uh, I guess, feels like you know whether or not you're cleared or not. I feel like if you're an executive in the company and you want to wrestle, you'll wrestle. So maybe they're just building towards that at some point. But eventually, we're going to get you know uh, Cody's crew against uh, the Inner Circle in a War Games match. I just figured it was going to be you know Thanksgiving Eve, but. No, uh, instead, Jericho defending against Scorpio Sky on next week's uh, Thanksgiving Eve show. I don't know. Uh, I, th- I just thought AEW this week was real good, uh, better than last week. What did you think? Yeah, it was
2: awesome. Um, there are very few matches that, when I heard them announced, I was more giddy for than Nick Jackson versus Phoenix, and I thought they delivered a great opener. And then I thought the the main event uh, was also really fun and very different been a lot of matches you see on AEW television so far with with Moxley and Darby Allen, who like I don't I don't know that there's such a thing as like a real star in wrestling anymore. But man, (laughs) they're they're do I think they're doing a really good job with Darby Allen, and that he could be there like if there if anyone else could ever be like a star at the level that like Jeff Hardy was, I think it might be him because he's got like a lot of those same qualities. And he's it's it was really, really fun. And I kind of got the vibes of that, like that Undertaker Jeff Hardy ladder match from years ago with watching Moxley and uh, and Darby Allen work in that main event. And then, yeah, like I didn't think Scorpio Sky cut like the greatest promo I've ever heard, but the crowd loved him and got behind him and was ex- seemingly excited to see him and Jericho wrestle for the title. So, yeah, I thought overall it was a a good show. And then what next week we have Hangman and MJF for a ring. And uh, yes. and uh also Pac and uh Kenny Omega. So that's that they're not punting on the uh the near holiday as uh some other wrestling <laughs> companies do occasionally.
1: And some wrestling podcasts do occasionally. Sure. <laughs> so well, Speaking we do of it, next, it's a
2: special attraction,
1: that's right. Next week is the Thanksgiving spectacular for us. It is uh, we got a special evergreen show for you. We're going to break down uh, the top three uh, angles that fizzled out in wrestling history, as uh, as uh, according to the two of us, and uh, that should be a good time. Uh, is there anything else you want to talk about on this week's show, or should we uh, get out of here?
2: No, it's uh, I hope everyone enjoys NXT Takeover and uh, and Survivor Series. I hope they're good shows. Don't want to dislike anything, you know. I i watched wrestling because I like wrestling, and I'm sure there will be a lot of good wrestling on both of those shows. But uh, yeah, let's uh, fingers crossed we get some good stuff, and we will see you right back here next week uh, with our sixth annual. Uh, Thanksgiving Spectacular or as WWE would say the 6th anniversary of the <laughs> of the Thanksgiving Spectacular
1: Correct Alright, until next time I meet them And I'm Liam We'll be back soon with more stories from the Wrestling Life
2: Goodbye
0: Thanks for listening to the Wrestling Life
1: Uh, just, or what's up with this debate tonight why are, why is this happening
2: well there's still 10 of them somehow <laughs> and uh, i didn't watch a ton of it because i was watching wrestling right but everything i saw I was like freaking like klobuchar is getting a lot of play and yeah. a lot of a lot of hot girl president and <laughs> kamala harris like a lot of people that are polling in like the low single digits for getting time and I'm not even sure who Tom stayer is, but he <laughs> also got like three questions in the ten minutes or so I watched during commercials um it, 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 i i don't i don't I don't know like it's other than like I hate to put on my conspiracy theory hat but unless you're like an establishment Democrat that really wants like Mayor Pete or Amy Klobuchar or Kamala Harris to go up in the polls. And so that's your goal. I don't know why we're pretending that like any of these people have a shot at Biden, Warren, or Bernie. Like those are your, like those are your three. And if you want to throw Mayor Pete, because he's leading in like some Iowa polls now, great. You can throw him up there too. And maybe one other, and then you want to do, we want to put the other five in like a loser debate at like 5 p.m. I'm fine with that. But like this, it's just so, I'm so angry every time they throw to like Tulsi Gabbard about uh, cli- climate change or something. It's like she's not gonna be the president. Why do we like stop, stop? <laughs> I'm pretending like six out of these ten people have any real chance to be president. This is—it's just not going to happen. Why is Cory Booker still up there?
1: <laughs> oh, did Cory raise enough money to get up there?
2: Yeah, he sure did. Pulling at 0.5 percent or whatever he is. Yeah. <sighs> I try to keep on, keep on.